Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast, kicking off 2020 with season two, episode number one of the podcast and our special guest this week, Dahlia. Thank you for joining us. What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? Welcome to 2020. And George back in the studio as well. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, y'all? Good. And we got lots of things to talk about this week. Uh, First off, a little bit of uh, sadness as we go through the pretty massive list of musicians that we lost in 2019, surprisingly. You may be surprised to hear who we lost uh, this past year. And some good news as well as we get it to look forward in 2020. Mastodon is recording new music. The Strokes are going to record a new album in 2020. Members of Iron Maiden, Tool, System of a Down get together for a jam session. Don't know if that's a super group or not. I'll show you the photo. Music Cares announces their annual charity auction with gear from Tom Petty, Carlos Santana, Eddie Eddie Vedder, and more up for grabs for a good cause. Seven Dust drummer is back on stage after surgery. Coachella lineup rumors for 2020. The lineup should be out. Uh, next week, plus our new movie and music 10-second trivia, also our classic This Week in Music History trivia. That's all on the way. And also, we have a pair of tickets up for grabs for Alter Bridge at the Regency Ballroom in San Francisco, February 23rd. you got to be over 18 to enter, but text the word PODCAST to 68683 and make sure to grab your tickets uh, at goldenvoice.com. No new albums on the Billboard charts. They are not releasing new music until January 10th, so we'll let you guys know next week what the what those are but uh all right so musicians we lost in 2019 i'm gonna go here in chronological order uh starting on the first of january of 2019 we lost uh peggy young which was the wife of uh neil uh, neil young uh she was working as a waitress at a diner near his ranch and they met in 1974 and uh he told the story on his song unknown legend so r.i.p peggy young uh also on january 2nd daryl dragon he was the guy from Captain Intenil. He was known as the Captain. Remember Captain Intenil? Oh yeah, totally. All, all those uh, number one hits on the U.S. charts. Uh, sure. He passed 70s away. TV. Uh, Seventy-six, and on fifth of January, a- a- Eric Haydock passed away at the age of seventy-five. Uh, Eric Haydock. He was the um, original bass guitarist from the Hollies from December nineteen sixty-two until, and he was also. One of the first musicians to play a Fender Vase uh, 6, which was a six-string bass guitar. He was one of the first people to ever do that. Uh, so that was kind of cool for him. Um, also, we lost a uh, punk icon musician, Lorna Doom, uh, passed away at the age of 61 on 16th of January. She was the bass guitarist for the punk rock band, The Germs. Uh, she, uh, of course, you know... Germs guitarist Pat Smear was definitely the most popular one out of that group. Of course, now performs with Foo Fighters and Nirvana and all of that. Also, lost Scottish drummer Ted McKenna. He was the um, drummer for the Michael Schenker group, Sensational Alex Harvey Band, Rory Gallagher, and a lot of guys in the 70s. Um, we lost Peter Tork from the Monkees. He passed away at the age of 77 on 21st of February. Uh, Mark Hollis. He was the uh, lead singer and co-founder of the band Talk Talk, and uh, you know, you, do you were you familiar with Talk Talk at all back in the eighties? Sure, I remember Talk Talk, great pop. Yeah, good stuff. Well, he passed away at the age of sixty-four this past year. Um, also on the twenty-sixth of February, English drummer Andy Anderson. He was the um, the drummer for the Cure. He was on Love Cats, The Caterpillar. He worked with a lot of other artists, including like Steve Hillage, Edwin Collins. The Gun Club and Peter Gabriel as well. He was a good session drummer. Um, we also lost another drummer, Doug Sandum. He was the original drummer for The Who. Yeah, before Keith Moon. He was actually never, no recordings with him playing in the band were ever released, but apparently he was the original drummer for The Who. One day after his 89th birthday, passed away. Crazy, huh? Uh, March 1st, 2019, we lost uh, Paul Williams, English blues and rock singer. 
he was uh, played with John Mayall and the Blues Breakers uh, and the group Tempest. Uh, also, March fourth, uh, March fourth, twenty nineteen, we lost Keith Flint, the lead singer of the Prodigy. Um, he passed away at the age of forty nine. Pretty crazy. Uh, found dead at his home. Of course, they kind of. Uh, I think that one was drug involved. Not really sure on that, but uh, I believe so. Uh, we lost Hal Blaine, one of the most recorded musicians in pop music history. He was a drummer, and he was on all the tracks in the '60s, uh, like Elvis Presley's "Return to Sender," Mr. Tambourine Man from the Birds, Beach Boys' "Good Vibrations," Simon and Garfunkel's "Bridge Over Troubled Water." Probably Even- his most famous thing, though, is the intro. Well, the drum part to "Be My Baby." That's right. That little drum, that little drum feel. Man, good stuff, right? And it was produced by Phil Spector. He also did the theme songs to Batman and the Partridge Family. So uh, he was all over the place. Uh, Dick Dale, King of Surf Guitar, passed away at the age of 81 this past year. Um, Also, we lost David White, who co-founded the doo-wop group Danny and the Juniors. Uh, He did the song At the Hop. If you guys remember that one, I remember that one. Uh, We did a play called At the Hop when I was younger, and that's kind of where I remember him. Um, 2016, or excuse me, 16th of March, 2019, we lost country singer Justin Carter. Uh, the singer, pretty crazy, he was recording a music video in his apartment, and he was accidentally shot during the filming of that music video and passed away, which is pretty crazy, right? Um, in area in Houston, I guess. Um, yeah, I thought that was a crazy circumstance. Uh, uh, Bernie, Tor- Bernie Torme, uh, passed away. He played with Ozzy, um... He worked with um, some other bands, Atomic Rooster, I'm not familiar with. But uh, Ranking Roger, he was the lead singer uh, for uh, The Beat in North America, known as The English Beat. Uh, He passed away on the 26th of March. Uh, Both members of Liverpool band Her were killed after being involved in a car accident on the 27th of March this past year. Um, The Stephen and Auden Louding were killed in the crash with their tour manager. Pretty crazy. They were on their way to a gig in Santa Ana, California. Um, Nipsey Hussle, American rapper, passed away March 31st at the age of 33, being shot multiple times in the parking lot of his own store, Marathon Clothing, in South L.A. Uh, We lost Sean Smith, a longtime singer-songwriter in the Seattle music scene, on the 5th of April. This is crazy. He performed with a lot of bands in the area, but, in a strange coincidence... Fia, a fellow Seattle luminaries Kurt Cobain and Lane Staley died on the same date, April 5th, in 1994 and 2002. Hmm. And they're all three of them are from Seattle and musicians. Kind of crazy, right? It is. Um, there was a group called The Big Three, which a lot of people um, at the time compared to The Beatles before The Beatles got popular. And there was this guy in there, uh, John Hutch. He was the drummer. He passed away. He apparently filled in on the drums behind Lennon, McCartney, and Harrison in both 1960 and 62, and later claimed he was opportun- he was given the opportunity to become Pete Best's successor before Ringo Starr was given the job. So he passed away at the age of 79. Mike Wilhelm, he was the founding member of the Bay Area band The Charlatans. They, they were considered the, the starting to hate Ashbury's psychedelic scene before The Grateful Dead and all those guys, Quicksilver really took hold uh that band uh the charlatans were one of the first ones so he passed away at the age of 77 uh what else tony glover the influential blues harmonica player apparently teached mick uh helped teach mick jagger how to play passed away at the age of 79 um singer songwriter leon redbone passed away at 69 bob dylan uh kind of sought him out made him popular uh, as, as a headliner at a Canadian music festival. Uh, who else? Rocky Erickson. He was had a kind of a troubled life. He was the lead singer of the 13th Floor Elevators in the late 60s, and he passed away. He had paranoid schizophrenia. There's a pretty interesting documentary about him that's out there. Uh, if you, It's pretty wild. Called uh, You're Gonna Miss Me. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah. It's really dark and really um, illuminating at the same time, Rocky Erickson. So check that out. Uh, Dr. John passed away at the age of six, a New Orleans legend. Dr. John. At the age of six? Or excuse me, on June 6th, 2016, or 2019, Dr. John passed away at the age of 77, suffering a heart attack. Um, He was a huge New Orleans music scene legend, 
played piano on the Rolling Stones' uh, 1972 track Let It Loose. And, of course, uh, he was on the Last Waltz. Uh, I remember him being on there, as well as playing with Eric Clapton, Neil Diamond, all those guys. All those guys. Uh, Jerry Kerrigan, he was uh, a drummer, passed away 22nd of June. He played with Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash. He was 75. American mandolin- uh, mandolinist and singer Jeff Austin died at the age of 45. He was a founding member of the Yonder Mountain String Band, kind of a young young one there. Um, Art Neville from the Neville Brothers passed away at the age of 81. Um, Larry Taylor passed away at the age of 77. He was a member of Canned Heat from 1967. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, session guitarist, studio engineer. He did all the stuff for the, like the Muscle Shoals rhythm section. He passed away at the age of 76. His playing can be heard on recordings like Respect from Aretha Franklin. Some of these legendary musicians, man, passing away. Um, Daniel Johnston, another troubled soul, uh, and another great documentary as well. The Devil and Daniel Johnston, a uh, really good film. He passed away the 11th of September of this past year. Uh, Eddie Money, passing away 13th of September at the age of 70. Rick Ocasek from The Cars on the 15th of September, passing away at the age of 75. Uh, Larry Wallace, he was an English guitarist and an early member of Motorhead, passed away 19th of September at the age of 70. Another big loss uh, was Robert Hunter, the Grateful Dead lyricist, wrote pretty much all their music. Uh, passed away at the age of 78 on the 23rd of September of this year. Also, Kim Shattuck, the lead singer, guitarist, and songwriter of the Muffs, uh, the Muffs and the Pixies, passed away 2nd of October after a two-year-long uh, battle with uh, sclerosis. Wow. The age of 56. Also lost another legendary one, Ginger Baker, the legendary drummer co-founder of Cream, passing away at the age of 80, 6th of October. Uh, Larry Junstrom, he was a founding member of Leonard Skinnerd, bassist with the band, passed away at the age of 70 on the 6th of October. Malcolm Molly Duncan, she was a tenor saxophonist who co-founded the Scottish funk group Average White Band. They had the track Pick Up the Pieces, some other ones Cut the Cake, I remember that was a pretty cool group. Uh, he was a saxophonist in that group, passed away. Uh, American musician Paul Barrer. died. I don't know if that's I'm saying that last name right. He passed away at the age of 71. He was a member of Little Feet. Um, and played with Phil Lesh and Friends, toured with Bob Dylan, great musician. Uh, December 8th, we lost uh, Juice World, a rapper, singer, and songwriter for his viral hit Lucid Dreams. He died at the age of 21. He suffered a seizure at the Midway International Airport in Chicago and uh, was rushed to the hospital where he died. Uh, we also lost Marie Fredrickson, the lead singer of Roxette, recently passing away on December 9th uh, at the age of 61. Uh, pretty crazy. And then also, the last one that we lost most recently was on December 13th. It was Roy... How do you, how do you say this? Roy Loney, the, the founding lead singer of the influential San Francisco group, The Flaming Groovies. They were uh, back in the 60s and stuff during that time uh, where the psychedelic era was just uh, coming together. But crazy. Isn't that a crazy list of musicians? Yeah. I mean, it yeah. seemed like I was going there forever. I mean, we've been talking for at least 10 minutes. But, man, just so many people we lost. I wanted to get it all out there as a tribute to those people that we've lost. Uh, they've done some pretty amazing things in uh, mu- in the music world. And so just want to at least give them a, a shout-out that we're, we're recognizing them and respecting them. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain... You need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Ball Jack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Ball Jack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his ball jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball jack. The drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it. Today. (laughs) Alright, so, rock news this week. 
The Strokes confirm a new album in 2020. They confirmed doing a New, Year, new Year's Eve show at, at Brooklyn's Barclays Center that they will release a new album in 2020. The new disc will be uh, the Rockers' first set of fresh music since 2016's Future Past Present EP and the first full LP since they issued Come Down Machine in 2013. Uh, he told the crowd, Julian Casablancas, quote, yeah, we've got a new album coming out soon. 2020, here we come. The 2010s, whatever the fuck they're called, we took them off, and now we've been unfrozen and we're back. If you really love someone, you'll be frozen with them, end quote. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, do you, you think that's, I don't know, I think that's uh, you know kind of cool that they're, seems like they're on good terms and they're playing shows together and want to get back in the studio. I think that's a I agree. pretty I cool agree. thing. It's also cool that so many bands can have careers that last as long as theirs yeah i think they have definite staying power and they're those like they're legends in the new york scene around that early time of the 2000s yeah a lot of just like rock music was really stale a lot of shit sucked and the strokes kind of came out of nowhere and they were different yeah totally and they, they i think they took a lot of people by surprise so hopefully they can come out with something cool i want to get dolly's opinion on this dolly she's out having a cigarette but she's a huge Stroke uh, Strokes fan, so I'm curious to find out what she thinks about that. Uh, all right, so let's move on to another one about new music in 2020. Mastodon, apparently going to be recording some new music. Following up their 2017 album, Emperor of Sand, they're going to be releasing some new stuff. And um, Troy Sanders, the bassist, told Kerrang! Magazine, quote, The long touring process of Emperor of Sand ended in July, and we all took a couple of months off. Then we all started calling each other with the itch. Through November, we've been in Atlanta, sifting through ideas. We're always moving forward. We're constantly creating. So there you go. They're going to be making some new music, and I can't wait to hear it. So here's an interesting photo. Check this out. This is, we're looking at uh, tool bassist Justin Chancellor, system of a down bass player Shavo Odajian, and Iron Maiden guitarist Adrian Smith. Apparently, these guys got together for a jam session on Sunday, December 29th at an undisclosed location. Looks like somebody's house in the Hollywood Hills or something. I'm guessing maybe Justin's house, I'm guessing. Um, So, uh, Shavo posted the photo on his Instagram saying, quote, Had the pleasure of jamming with a couple of legends last night. What a great night until next time. He did not disclose the reason they got together. And I'm thinking, like, that's a crazy list of, or that's a crazy little group of, of musicians. What do you think? Do you think it's going to be a super group? Do you think it's something for charity? Do you think it's like a personal project? What do you think? There's two bassists here and a guitar player. I guess my thought would be, since they're not telling us what ex- exactly, and the reason that we're getting together is X. So, yeah, that does tell me that maybe there is an element of let's not dissect this right away right and we all want you to kind of guess yeah so that's kind of cool so we're not really sure what what to think of that but we'll see um that sounds really interesting dahlia is back with us real quick about the strokes dahlia did you hear about that i want to get your opinion I did on not. that so they played a show over the weekend and julius Ca- julian casablancas told the crowd it was a, a or not over the weekend excuse me on new year's eve he said quote yeah we got a new album coming out 2020 here we come we took them off. We've been unfrozen, and now we're back. If you really love someone, you'll be frozen with them. And he went on to say, I don't know what I say generally, and I ramble a lot, but I love you guys, and it's a real honor to share the stage this night with you guys. So sounds like maybe they've reconciled, and uh, you know they're going to make new music. It's going to be their first full album since Come Down Machine in 2013. So what I'm do you think of that? I'm excited to hear it. I loved Come Down Machine. Like We played it at our wedding, that whole album. <laughs> I loved it. Uh I'm excited to see what they uh, have in store. I follow them on Instagram and see all their shows and stuff. Um, hopefully, Julian Casablancas can uh, live up to the standard. He's a, a lot of times like super trashed on stage or who knows what. Uh, but I've I've seen uh, some of their later uh, their posts recently, and he he looks a lot more healthy. Yeah. Um, well, maybe that's so kind of what he, he'll get his shit together. Yeah, and, maybe that's what he was getting at is that he's going to try and, uh, you know, hold up in his end of the deal. Yeah. And uh, it seems like the other guys of the band have been pretty active. Oh, yeah, it. they are. The other uh, members of the band are amazing. They're 
energetic and so we'll see look very healthy <laughs> it's just so crazy to think about i remember when i first heard their first album when i first heard it was like 2001 um and i love the strokes is this it yeah i loved that album and seeing them with their mtv music video like julian casablanca's at that time he's probably like 20 years old he had his like camel t-shirt before you can you know when you bought the camel cigarettes you had like, these c notes and you can trade them in right for, like a camel cigarette t-shirt and he was wearing that t-shirt and just looked really nostalgic and i was like oh my god i didn't know like where music was going and then i saw that band and it re-inspired me and i was obsessed with the strokes ever since saw them at bill graham uh in 2003 with the is right. it album regina specter open for them and nice. that was awesome she was playing uh drums she had these drumsticks and she had her trunk just a big old trunk and she was just keeping uh, she had a, her trunk mic'd and she right. was keeping a drum beat on her trunk while she was singing and she had her her piano next to her so that was awesome i love regina specter so mad mad props to to yeah, her. Awesome. I don't know what she's doing now. Maybe but they'll tour again together. She <laughs> is in the documentary Echo in the Canyon, which is on oh, Netflix yeah. right now. Oh, really? Yes. It's totally worth your time. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. I've heard good things about that. Mm. Um, all right. So moving on more rock news this week. They announced the Person of the Year honoring Aerosmith uh, for the Music Cares Person of the Year. Music Cares is a pretty cool charity that does a lot of really good things, um, and they're doing their annual auction. So uh, they're going to be auctioning off a bunch of stuff, including a Gibson Hummingbird guitar from uh, Foo Fighters leader Dave Grohl. Um, that's estimated to be worth about five 7000 Pearl Jam lead singer um, Eddie Vedder is going to be... It has a signed Pono mahogany tenor labeled ukulele with hand drawings in a silver and black marker, also around the same value. So... Pretty cool. And then there's other uh, items from Tom Petty, Pete Townshend, um, Carlos Santana, Fleetwood Mac, and more. So it, it all uh, benefits uh, Music Cares, which uh, I think does a lot of really cool music programs uh, in the area and helps kids uh, out. So there you go. That's going on. Some good news. A 7 Just drummer uh, Morgan Rose is back on stage after two weeks, uh, uh, just two weeks of rest after his major surgery that he had. He was hospitalized, had to cancel their European tour. And now he's back on stage, so good for him. Uh, he's, a, he's a trooper, man. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, Coachella 2020 lineup rumors. Have you guys heard about the rumors? No, uh, I haven't no. heard about any of this. So Rage Against the Machine was confirmed. They've uh, Rage Against the Machine will be there. And they are the only act that is confirmed right now. Uh, the other one, everybody is uh, kind of speculating on the other headliners. They've narrowed it down. A lot of people think it's going to be Frank Ocean and Travis Scott. And some other uh, artists on the sub-headlining might be My Chem- Chemical Romance, Radiohead frontman Tom York, Lena Del Rey, and Flume. Those are just a couple of them that are just coming out. Um, but what do you guys think of that? just that? Seeing Frank Ocean, Travis Scott, Rage Against the Machine. Sounds like a typical kind of Coachella I'd lineup. rather go see Lana Del Rey like at the Fillmore. Yeah. I know. <laughs> a lot of these artists, uh, you know, right? Um. I'm not super like intrigued by this lineup. Uh, if you're gonna go out there, you're gonna pay all that money. One, you're gonna be in a ticket lottery, if, or pre, you're gonna try to you know do the payment option if you can to even go to Coachella. Plus, you know your hotel. It's the yeah, heat. It's be the, worth it. the heat is just uh, unbearable. The <laughs> the the the, uh, the the dust is unbearable, um, and. That doesn't seem like an awesome lineup for me to go through unbearable uh, <laughs> situations. Like yeah. the last Coachella that we we did Coachella a couple years in a row, and the last one we went to was 2013. Like I got to see Jello Biafra, and and I got to 2014 see, was the last was that 2014. I got to see the 2013, Strokes, and you know uh, it, it was awesome. Uh, so this is not really. All right. Yeah, fair enough. And it's not that we don't have the full lineup out yet. And this is just all kind of speculation. So let's move on to some trivia, guys, on this week in music history trivia. This band in 1973 makes its industry music industry debut with their first major show. They opened up for Blue Oyster Cult and Iggy Pop and Teenage Lust at the Academy of Music in New York City. Was it A, the Sex Pistols, B, Kiss, 
or C, Black Sabbath? What do you guys think on this week in 1973? I'm <laughs> gonna go with well. Oh my god, 1973. This band makes its in makes its music industry debut. Right, first major show. Okay. So, I want to say the Sex Pistols. Um, I'm going to go with Sex Pistols. Okay. I want to say Kiss. I'm just going to go with Sex Pistols. I'm just going to go with it. Okay. George, what do you say? I'm going to say the Knights and Satan Service. Knights and Satan Service. Well, you would be correct. It yeah. was Kiss making their in- music industry debut this week in 1973. Uh, for the first time on stage, Gene Simmons breathes fire at the end of the song Firehouse and sets his hair on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. All right, so let's move on to some more trivia. This is New Year's Eve edition. Uh, on In 2004, the lead singer for this band utters the F word as part of his New Year's sal- salutation saying, Happy fucking New Year's, live on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, setting off a firestorm of reaction that includes threats of fines and other FCC sanctions. Was it A, Velvet Revolver frontman Scott Weiland, B, Motley Crue frontman Vince Neil, or C, Strokes frontman Julian Casablancas? I don't have the foggiest. I'm counting on you, Dahlia. I'm going with the... Uh, oh, God. So 2004... I'm going with uh, Julian Casablancas of The Strokes. Okay. I wanted to say Scott Weiland, but wasn't he like too far out from there? No, this is all around that same time. Mm. I mean, 2004 was when he broke off. Okay, okay. I remember this. I I know I do. I'm going with See The Strokes. Okay. Um, George, what do you say? I second that emotion. And I don't think that's right. I think it's A. Well, you guys are wrong. It was Motley oh. Crue. Really? Motley no Crue frontman. Nobody cares about Motley Crue. I know, especially Get during that it. time Motley in 2004. Crew. Do you actually have the clip there? I, w- I looked for it, but I think they t- they took it down. Yeah. Uh, I can't find it. I t- there's a photo of the okay. of from that time. Yeah. And it was during their performance, right at midnight, Vince <laughs> Neal turned to Tommy Lee and said, Happy fucking New Year, Tommy. Because Jay Leno has aired a New Year's thing for many years without uh, problems. They they didn't even have the five second delay oh, and it just Well shame on them. Yeah. Man. But they edited out for the West Coast viewers, so we wouldn't have oh, saw it, you know. Oh drag. On the West Coast. So how funny, right? Crow milk, of course, is the protein based milk. Uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crows' eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crows' milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that. I don't give a fuck mentality. Yeah, on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So thank you, crow. Milk. <laughs> All right. So more trivia. New Year's Eve edition. On this day, January second. This is a little bit after New Year's Eve, 2004, though, same year. This musician posts bond and is released from the Collier County Jail in Florida after being arrested for fighting with police at a New Year's Eve party at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Naples, Florida. He's eventually given a year's probation, pleading no contest, and blah, blah, blah. Was it A, Kid Rock, B, Alex Lifeson from Rush, or C, John Popper from Blues Traveler? (laughs) Who got arrested brawling with police at the Ritz-Carlton on New Year's Eve. You know, I I remember hearing a story about Alex Lifeson being on an airplane and he nutted up and just went in like, you know, mogul mode. I am, you know, <laughs> I, I am king out of my right, way. Right, right. So and that maybe he was removed from the flight or, or was even arrested afterwards. I don't know. I'm going to say 
because of that story, maybe he did that also. Okay. So I'll say Alex Lifeson. What do you say, Dahlia? I thought John Popper died in the 90s. No, no. <laughs> He's he been on a crazy streak. No, just the, just the band. I remember <laughs> another story that I heard from John Popper was that he got pulled over in his SUV that had like uh, military style windows and stash boxes in it. See, that's what he was I was going over a hundred miles per hour, and he had nine nine uh, firearms in his car. It was like fucking crazy. I'm like John Popper from Blues Traveler. Yeah, well, his last name is Popper. <laughs> that's right. He's popping off those shots. Popping off shots. That being said, I'm going with a Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Okay, and we got Alex Lifeson. It's actually Alex Lifeson. Here's oh, a photo of him. You got that, it, George. That is his blood on his shirt. Oh my god, that's a lot of blood. Yeah, apparently he got. He, they like uh, said his nose was broken. He had dark circles under his eyes. So, here's the deal. <laughs> Rush uh, Rush wasn't even in the area. It wasn't a Rush thing. It was just Alex Lifeson and his son were at this New Year's Eve party at the Ritz-Carlton, right? There was a jazz band playing that was this Nat King Cole's like grandson or son or something like that, and he was the band leader. So <laughs> his Alex Lifeson's son went up on stage, and this is according to the, the band leader. He said, quote, his son jumped on the stage and said something like, how about a nice round of applause for this Count Basie? I wouldn't even look up. He knew damn well my name ain't Count Basie. He said he clearly remembers Justin Zavinovich, which is Alex Lifeson's real last name, being extremely intoxicated. He said you could see the way he was stumbling all over the dance floor. So another person got on the stage. That was Alex Lifeson. That was his dad. And they wanted to sing a song. And so they <laughs> turned off his mic. And 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 people were telling him that's the guy from Rush, right? And yeah. he, and he says, "quote I thought they were talking about Rush Limbaugh. He didn't even know who, <laughs> who they were." And that's when the police escorted them off stage. That's when Aww. they. That's when it went crazy. And uh, that's when he uh, apparently Alex Lifeson uh, threw a female deputy down a flight of stairs backwards. And he spit blood in another deputy's face. <laughs> wow! They said they had to use stun guns to subdue the singer and his son. Isn't that crazy? Oh my god! Well, <laughs> seeing that photo, he uh, he made out well after that. He doesn't yeah. look that bad. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I know, right? You With know, all that blood on his young shirt. people who are listening, this is what alcohol can do to you. Yes. I mean, seriously, just alcohol. Yeah. Which you think is harmless. I mean, it's very true. Some people shouldn't have it at all. Yep. Very true. Well, maybe he's one of them. So. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, more New Year's Eve stuff here. Trivia. Next up, this musician was born on New Year's Eve. Can you identify who it is with this 10-second song clip? Okay. I will play it for you. I got it. George's got it. What, do you, what say you, Dahlia? No. Did you hear it there? Was he the guitar player or? It could be anybody in the band, but. What's uh, his name? Go um, ahead, Dahlia. I know you know. Hold on, hold on. For crying out loud. Dead Air. No. Is that Stumped not Stevie you? Ray Vaughan? No, not no. Stevie Ray Vaughan. You're what? close. That's a good guess. All right, I'm off. It's George Thorogood. George uh, Thorogood. He was born on New Year's Eve in, what was it, the year? Um, I don't know. He's 68. So there you go. George Thorogood, happy birthday to him. And he's still alive. So. Yes, he is. he is. In fact, I remember reading an interview with him where he was talking about being invited to open for the Stones. Oh, yeah. And he said that when the first time. Yeah, 1981, he, apparently he was the opening act for the Stones U.S. tour. Right, right. So he had the, the seven inch of the last time. This will be the last time, right? Plays it. Five times before school, 20 times after school, all weekend long, for weeks and months and forever. And he's driving his parents crazy. So he goes on to be a musician and he has his own success. And right. he ends up opening for the Stones. And he had his dad with him on one of the dates. Oh, cool. So they're backstage wow. and they were going to go like stand in the wings and watch the Stones. And his dad <laughs> turned to George Thurgood and says, do you think they're going to play the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> One more time. Right? <laughs> Funny shit. Yeah. Uh, all right. So also born on New Year's Eve. Uh, can you identify who this is from the uh, the quote here? This actor born on New Year's Eve. A census taker once tried to test me. 
I ate his liver with some mm, fava yeah. beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> Couldn't cut off that last part. I had to play it. Who is it, guys? Go, Dahlia, go. <sighs> okay. I'll give you a hint, okay? okay hold on. I'll no, give you a hint. No, he the movie was, was released in, in 1991. He won yeah, Best Actor. Yeah, he played actor. Hannibal Lecter. His name is Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Nice. Good job. Well, there he is. Check me a second. He's 82, born on December 31st. Happy birthday, Anthony. Um, all right, some movie and TV entertainment news. Uh, check this out. Even though it's the streaming area, the global box office is uh, saying that they have hit a record $41 billion for the first time ever. While streaming may be cutting into the box office in the U.S., theatergoers around the world are still flocking to the big screen. Uh, so pretty crazy, right? You know, I was just talking yeah. about this earlier, too. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Joyce. Okay. I miss, like, going to Blockbuster video and walking around and finding my movie. Yeah. It was part of, like, the date night or just the night experience with your friends. Yeah. I'm like, I miss... You'd spend that. 45 minutes just there. Yes. Yeah, and it would be like a decision based on the cover artwork, the description of the movie, and the genre. You'd be like, I want to find a horror film tonight. Sure. And you look at all the horror films, you'd be like, ah, I've seen all those. I haven't seen that one yet. That one looks kind of interesting. Well, sometimes people would even tell you, oh, you got yeah. a good one there. Or, oh, don't rent that one. Yeah, or yeah, did you like that? Or like, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. you would get that kind of feedback, right? Like almost like going into a coffee shop or a library yeah. and having other peers to kind of bounce things off of, right? Yeah, you don't get that anymore. Well, looking at that figure you mentioned of the forty-one billion, yeah, it makes me wonder: are are more people going to the movies, or is it just that it costs fifty dollars to go to the movies? That's a great you know, point for a small family, and that's just your your tickets, and then later on you got your. An additional $50 of concessions. Yeah, very mm-hmm. true. Very true. That is a great point. And yeah. then you sit through 10 minutes of not just trailers, but oh, commercials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, okay, if this is bought and paid for, why is my soda $5? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a great point. <laughs> and another point, an OCD moment. Yes. Uh, when going to, because Chris and I love going to the theater. However, I always think about like when we're sitting in the back seats, I always put my feet up. I'm that person. Yeah. Sorry. The bottom of my shoe, touching like that arm holder that somebody later down the road is going to fold down and their arms are going to be touching it and hands and they're eating. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. What, what don't, they don't know won't hurt them. Yeah. And I think about it that every time I go to the movies, I'm like, now I'm just going to line up my arm holder because right. I know what I do. Just get a trash bag and put it over the arm armrest. Oh, do they clean them? No, they're like, they're like a fabric material. You know they can't <laughs> clean that. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beast on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake. Yar, you need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar! Uh, another thing in movie TV entertainment news real quick. This is a big deal. Comcast is in talks to acquire this ad-supported video streaming firm called Zumo. And it's they're trying to, to basically do it for $340 million. And Zumo is like it's free live stuff that you can watch if you don't have a cable service. So I'm kind of interested why Comcast is buying that because 
It mm. kind of the opposite, right? Because Comcast, you pay for. Zumo is supposed to be free. Right. Not really sure exactly what's going to happen there. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if they're going to offer more Comcast stuff on Zumo for free or if they're going to start charging now for Zumo. I don't, I don't know. Not really sure. But it's happening. Uh, keep an eye out. We'll find I don't, out Zumo. I don't know what Zumo is. It's a, like I was saying, it's just one of those apps that you can um, stream stuff for free on. That you It's ad-supported. It's like a free version of Hulu mm-hmm. where you can watch TV shows and movies for free. I'm like so out of the loop with with technology i can't keep up with it nor do i want to really if you like think about it however i'm like people are talking about things i'm like um i I need like a you know apps for dummies type thing and i'm not even that old i'm in my well i guess i am in my late 30s now (laughs) sad day but i'm like i can't keep up with it like my phone is like from like four years ago and i'm not wanting to upgrade that i hear you i can't keep up i don't want to keep up i'm good yeah, there's only I'm so much good. digital shit you need to do. You don't mm-hmm. need to be like this fucking cyborg with yeah, all the latest shit. Yeah, you were just shit. telling me about like uh, uh, Amazon Prime videos. I'm like, there's that now? Because I have Amazon Prime because I like <laughs> yeah. my stuff being here next day when I want to order it. However, I didn't know I could watch movies and yeah, stuff from there's a lot it. of original programming I'm like, oh, now. is that what I'm paying for? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice surprise. Yep. Um, all right, world news, some crazy things going on in Australia. Look at the map of all those fires burning in Australia. Oh, that's geez. like where all the fires are, and then that's the size of the fires, too. They're insane. They're huge. They're, it's the biggest they've ever seen in the history uh, of the country. Uh, the summer's wildfire season is being called the worst on record since they've been keeping track. 17 people dead and 1,300 homes destroyed. The crisis is likely to last for months. Do it's, they know the cause? It's just that saying that... Weather conditions, high temperatures, and strong winds. Um, it's just a bunch of wildfires. Do they have PG&E there? Do they get PG&E shutdowns, or are they just like automatically acclimated to that? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't thought. know. Um, Here we're so spoiled, and we have you know lights on. Like, and when it shuts down, well, they're not. By it's, a it's, company. This isn't just like the Australian outback. These are like major, you know, by Sydney and Perth, and a lot of the major areas as well. The figure I read earlier today was estimating 500, the death of 500 million different animals. Wow. Oh, my God. That's, That's just so far. Yeah, it's crazy to think about the, the scale of something like that, that we don't even, yeah, you don't even think about the animals at first. You're like, oh, the human lives, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, the, the fucking poor animals, what are they going to do? You know? Well, yeah, and their, um, their ecosystem, because it evolved differently from, from being so far out and far away from everywhere else, that's you know, which is why they have those strange animals right. like uh, koalas and kangaroos. And kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, you and know. then now it's going to take a really long time for that to repair itself and those yeah. animals to start coming back and just crazy, huh? Well, then, and just like we experience in California all the time, so it's their summertime down there. Yeah, right now. But um, you know when their when their rains do come now that you got mudslides. Yeah, exactly. That's like the shitty part about wildfires is that that happened up here in Mariposa. Totally. And the the mud the mud shit afterwards yeah. is really bad. So, uh, you know, positive vibes and thoughts and all of that yeah. stuff to our listeners in Australia. I hope you guys are doing all right. I know we do have listeners that uh, listen there. So, um, another sad thing going on in Mexico: a volcano just erupted 45 miles east of Mexico City. And started spewing rocks and ash on Christmas Day. So it's been still evacuating uh, people since uh, in the area. And the volcano is called Popo... <laughs> I don't know. Popo Catapeltel. Catapult? Popa Catapult. Catapult the Pope. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> With the Pope it. and a catapult? It's really? the first time that it's erupted um, since 2000. So it's been almost 20 years. And they had to have an evacuation uh, then. Also, this was crazy. A snowbound family was rescued in the Rockies. Here's the deal. They were just following their GPS. They were just driving a rental truck, and they were, like, going to, um, coming from Texas to Colorado. They had a rental truck, you know, and just it sounds like anybody would be doing it. They had no idea, and the GPS, they make a good point. The GPS doesn't uh, change direction for weather or road closures or problems like that necessarily. So their GPS system didn't warn them about the weather. They got snowed in. So they were they were there in a truck in the Rocky Mountains, got snowed in. 
God, I hope they had their Taco Bell packets. <laughs> I know, right? God, the family you know, is ever safe. Ever since but... that, I like try to have like something in my like console. Yeah, I'm like Taco Bell packets. Heck a yeah, water. Save your life. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. God. Uh, pretty crazy. Uh, NHL. We were watching it on New Year's Day. It was the second largest ever turnout for an NHL game in U.S. history. More than 85,000 people What's were there. What's NHL? That's hockey, National no? Hockey League. Oh. Yeah, that's the National Hockey League. It was the 12th annual one they do on New Year's Day, and it was um, Dallas was down 2-0, to zero and they came back and won 4-2, so it was a pretty big deal. Um, and the former NBA commissioner, David Stern, he's this is a legendary guy. He, was, he passed away at the age of 77. He's the one that kind of made the NBA what it is today. Michael Jordan said, quote, Without David Stern, the NBA would not be what it is today. He guided the league through turbulent times, grew the league into an international phenomenon, creating opportunities that few could have imagined before. That was Michael Jordan saying that. So David Stern, he was a legend, and he passed away at the age of 77 on Wednesday, January 1st. Uh, And it was a sudden brain hemorrhage. That kind of shit, when I read it, it scares me. I'm like, you know, oh, just all of a sudden, brain hemorrhage, you know, perfectly somewhat healthy right you, you think everything's okay and those are the kind of things you can't plan for or know that are going to happen and it's like scary yeah, as i hell. never make doctor's appointment but i cannot wait for my doctor's appointment on the eights like full <laughs> physical me take my blood yeah. look at my brain do whatever you gotta do because I, I do not feel good uh, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, TikTok being in the conspiracy corner. Well, check this out. There's more news now that the U.S. Army has banned their soldiers from using the popular social media app TikTok because the concerns that it's a Chinese-owned app is a security threat. The Army told Military.com that TikTok is considering a cyber threat and therefore won't be allowed to be on government phones. So, funny story, I, I probably told you this already, I receive. I don't even know what TikTok is. I have no idea what that is or what that means. But I got a text message on my phone that says, "You know, it's a destiny. Do you? Uh, how do you know? Uh, no, destiny from TikTok is trying to reach you, or like right. destiny from TikTok is like trying to contact you. Um, you need to message her back. I'm like." What the fuck is TikTok and who the fuck is Destiny? <laughs> so, no. So I deleted that. So be aware. They're like, I don't know where how they're getting my info or like how anyone's getting that info. But like, no. Yeah, who knows? That's like scary. Yeah, so don't fuck around with TikTok. Uh, apparently not good. No, no. Yeah, not good at all. Did but you, the kids love it. I know. That's the what thing. What is it? What is that? It's just it's, like a quick video what thing. Remember vines right? were? Vines? Like short 10 second or less, right? Or 5 second or less videos? Something like that. And then they mm-hmm. like get deleted or something? Or is I don't it think like you Snapchat? can watch them Kind of. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh. It's I, like little I videos. Know what, like, I barely even know what Snapchat is. It's like is. little videos that you can upload. And it's kids, like George is saying, kids like them because it's like funny or, you know, I don't know. Like whatever. So they do their own video it. and I'm sure there's like animation to, to it? Sure. You know, people both post a seven or ten second video, something that they think is funny, and you know, takes on its own life mm-hmm. in there. Interesting. So anyway, don't use it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you can help it. All right. So th- I thought this was interesting. Did you know? Dahlia was saying we need to take our Christmas tree and our lights down. Oh my God! It's the you know, it's already what is it? January second now? January third? Well, according to basic Christian tradition, guys, you're supposed to put up your tree at the beginning of Advent which is the fourth Sunday before Christmas, and take it down on the Epiphany, which is 12 days after Christmas. That means you can technically leave up your tree until Monday, January 6th. And that is the Christian tradition way. Well, so how are you going to argue with that? Well, we're not. <laughs> we're far from Christian, Chris. I understand, but still, it gives me an excuse I was, to leave I'm it up. I'm a baptized so Catholic, however. So I don't have to put it away so much. I, like, I don't I'm know. a recovering Christian. <laughs> <laughs> When I put up shit like Christmas lights Send or Christmas trees. Send your hate trees, mail to. I know, right? I want to leave it up because I put an investment into that, you know? Like, yeah. I want to get my use out of it. Yeah. I'm one of those people. I'm not like, oh, it's the day after Christmas. I got to take everything down. I don't know. I like to be able to I think growing up. Like, growing up for me, like, if it weren't for my mom, who was born in the United States, first generation on her side. My dad would have never done Christmas and like look yeah. at that like uh, SNL video uh, the Pinatall one. 
Like, where Pinatal's gonna eat your toes. It, like, makes you scared of Father Christmas. Like, you don't want to have Christmas. And it's because, like, they were poor. And, you know, Christmas gifts aren't aren't necessarily coming for you. Okay. Yeah. Drifting well, away. Okay. Well, took a dark turn. Dolly <laughs> yeah. has a little dark Christmas thing. Yeah. All right. This is a funny story to end the, the night here. Shoppers bewildered by expensive set of earrings that aren't at all what they seem. You, you see this and you're like... Oh, that's nice. That's a pair of earrings, right? Oh, okay, cool. No, you actually wear it like that. That is the tag holding the two earrings, and you wear the tag on your ear. Oh, I see. That holds the two. Holds the two (laughs) earrings. Who the fuck would wear that in real life? Along with that jacket that she's wearing. Well, let's let's look it up on on Amazon. A a woman's point of view. What do you think of stuff like that? Come well, on. Well, I'm no longer like, you know, in my teens or twenties. I don't. I can't even like <laughs> find clothes that I like because I'm more into like the, um, you know, the the fifty style in in regard to, like the classical like pea coats and you know yeah, nice yeah, jeans. Yeah. Anytime I go to a department store or look even on like my favorite like. Um, online shopping stores. Everything looks 80s. It's weird. I was like, but I was in the 80s when I was young, and I didn't want it then, and it's coming back, and I'm like, what are with these colors and everything? So, like, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, all the clothes, like, from Macy's or anywhere else, they had, like, this classic look to them, and you can't get that anymore. Hmm. Anyway. My opinion. You miss the times of old? I miss the, the times of old. You don't understand technology? You don't know what's going on with TikTok. No. Nope. You don't know any about the musicians that are going on. I don't. Just, just old-fashioned Costa. Just huh? old-fashioned Costa. All right. <laughs> well, that's a good way to end it tonight. Follow us on Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast, Facebook.com Garage Rock Show Podcast, Twitter.com slash Garage Rock Show. We got all the links up at thegaragerockshow.com. If you enjoyed our episode, please read our podcast in the Apple and Google stores. And have a good new year. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. Happy New Year. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at the garage rock show.com